Cool. Hi, everyone. It's been a while. <laughs> For me, at least. For me, it's been a while. Yeah, we took like a little two-week break because we had other shit we had to address, but that's okay. We back. We back. Yes, life, life, life stuff. Um, sidebar note, off topic. I just ate some sardines and, um, and, and spinach, and I feel so happy. It's like, I'm just like free. Like, dude. For I don't sure. know what is in those fucking sardines, but I feel amazing. <laughs> Dude, I just ate beef liver for the first time. I've had chicken liver before, but I've never had beef liver. And beef liver, like... Was it, did... like, grainy? How'd it feel? Honestly, it was more like a, a, a pate. Like, it wasn't, like, super, like, mouth-watery, because I think I might have accidentally, like, overcooked it just a little bit. But, like, it tasted exactly like chicken liver. So it's, like, it's, like, meaty, but not stringy. So you know how, like, like flat like meat muscle like from like beef or chicken is like not stringy but like I don't know it's like it didn't taste it was more like a a tune to like fish where it's not so like you have to like "Eh," to like tear it apart you know what I'm saying like it it was more melt in your mouth type of deal it was really good I enjoyed it um like I said I actually grew up on chicken livers a lot and it tasted like the exact same thing um, but it was really good, but shout out to Dylan for like the recommendation. Cause we like, I, uh, sauteed it with some ghee butter and then oh. also some mushrooms. And it was, it was really, it was really good. You must have all the fats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must have all the fats. Cause I can't really saute anything. Well, it was, it was only in six grams. Like I don't saute oh. like with like two tablespoons, like six, like oh. six grams of ghee butter goes like a long way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to try that, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting into sardines, everyone. Um, I've, I've always been into like salmon and stuff, but I honestly, um, I'm pretty, yeah, it's so expensive. It's like, at some point you're like, um, do I really need this this week? (laughs) Like more for Omega's out for like the foreseeable future. So it's like, Hmm, where can I, well, how can I not eat salmon every single day, but still get like a good source of like Omega threes in. Yeah. So I'm pretty proud of myself for getting in sardines, to be honest, because it's something that's very like not me to do. Um, but I like crave it now. Like, I feel like I'm like, God, I need some sardines. Like, like <laughs> and it makes like, like I'm, I put them with spinach and spinach is like not my favorite thing. Um, but it helps it, I feel so much better digestion wise when I have it. Um, and so I'll get like frozen spinach and I'll put the, like, I'll heat it and then I'll put the sardines in it. And it kind of creates this cause it's in olive oil. It's like oily. Yeah. So it feels like it's a, it's not just like spinach. It's like actually yeah. oil with it. So, um, it, it makes it much easier for me to eat. Um, and for me to feel better because I, I notice when I like kind of skip it or when I don't have it, cause I don't feel like having it, my digestion is just a lot different. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of gross. Um, but what's been going on with you? Uh, not much. Just doing some, it's springtime in Charleston now. So we're doing things to the yard to get it all nice. Um, Eric's actually building new window boxes for the front of our house because our front of our house is very flat where some people have expanded to have like little porch stoops and stuff like that. Well, we don't have like thousands of dollars to just like scootily boop and drop on our house. So we're going to do window boxes to the front to like give it some dimension without like spending thousands of dollars on like an expansion. Um, Mm. so I'm excited about that. And we like planted some pots with some like flowers and trees and stuff like that. So it's already starting to look like 
nicer. So that's nice. That's good. That's really cool. Like that you're able to invest and like do shit like that with your house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. I can't wait till I have a house. It's little it's things. fun, but it's unfortunately like you have to like get there, right? It's like sometimes yeah. you get to the inside that isn't even fun. It's like eventually we'll have to like do the uh we have like a crawl space, so it's not like on a slab, but because Charleston's super damp and moist, it's like you have to like do shit to like your crawl space or whatever so it doesn't like mold and shit so that's fun what am i gonna do about my hair when i visit yeah i don't <laughs> um because <laughs> my hair's to, gonna be all poofy I, I don't know how to take care of you have to get a really good hairdresser <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to find someone like for the day that i'm there anyway um <laughs> well we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about um health phases and getting healthy after a cycle, um, what it looks like, what the purpose of it is. Um, even if, I mean, even if you're natural, there's a, there's a way to go about a health phase. Um, and it's important to implement these like throughout, like, it's not just like growing and cutting and, or, or growing, growing and being in a contest prep. Like I feel as though if you think of bodybuilding like that, that's very narrow-minded, Um, because there's so much in between that you can do and need to do within the realm of your health that will help like your performance, your ability to grow, um, your ability to, to lose body fat. And so, um, being like implementing health phases or like, uh, what, what also, they're also called holding phases, um, are really important. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today because I'm currently in a health phase and I'll be talking about like what I'm doing. And then, um, Ashley can talk about what she's done in her health phases. I'm pretty sure you're, are you pushing growth right now? Are you still in? I am pushing growth right now. Yeah. We're about like a month into like our growing phase, which is really exciting. It's exciting to grow. Um, but it's also exciting to like, I think I've also heard like gain taining phases. I think that's another word for it as well, which I think is kind of silly. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just call it a health phase. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you use the words like gain taining or holding, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds bullshit where it's like, if you're taking like a health phase, it kind of sounds like what you're doing, right. Is you're like correcting health markers, especially if you're using like gear or other things like that, or maybe like, even if you are just a natural athlete and maybe you kind of like made a push for food and yeah. maybe you, you know, obviously that requires a little bit of, you know, body composition sacrifices. Like, again, you shouldn't be like porkers, but you know, you are going to put on some body fat as well. And that's probably going to, you know, drive blood glucose up, which is temporarily okay, but you don't want to be riding like high nineties, low one hundreds consistently. Cause that's when you're definitely going to start to run into some insulin sensitivity issues, even further. And that's just like, not good for your internal health, let alone for your aesthetic goals. Right. So that's where you want to drop calories down. Um, you know, just to help, you know, digestion start to normalize. Cause you definitely don't want to also drive a gut health issue and have like dysbiosis because you're driving food so high, which is really, really common. Um, especially in like bigger guys, you'll see like a gut math test where it's like, everything is just high because of like all the fucking food that they've had to push. So you just want to take those things into account as well. So really it's about like maybe dropping food to a normal level, pulling down gear to either a TRT dose or completely off, depending upon kind of like what your goal is and what you're comfortable with, you know, maybe even doing more cardio, depending upon like where you're currently at. So maybe it's doing more walks, maybe it's fasted walks. Maybe you do have like an actual caloric 
expenditure goal for cardio, or it could be something simple of maybe you don't have cardio to do, but maybe you need to increase your steps a little bit. Like essentially it's an energy expenditure equation that your coach will take into consideration when it comes to just correcting these blood markers, um, these health markers, and then eventually lab work. Right. Um, and I get what you're saying, like the holding phase or the gain taining phase kind of sounds like you're trying to stay the same, but in yeah. a health phase, you're not really trying to stay the same. You're actually, you're trying to improve your health markers, right? Like you're trying to improve the state of your living. So you're, you're not trying to stay the same, um, because what'll end up happening is usually from just getting your, your health markers better than where they're at when you're in a, when you're in a super push phase, um, you'll, you'll lose body fat one more than likely, um, if you're doing it correctly. Um, and in that your inflammation comes down. So you're going to look a lot different. Um, you're not going to look as full, but you're also not necessarily trying to drive like a, a ton of fat loss or a huge deficit either. Um, because that would metabolically, I don't want to say ruin you, but it would, it would hurt your ability to grow when you start pushing for growth again, unless you are using a health phase in between your growth phase and going into a contest prep, which is very common. Um, and it's something that is very smart to do is going into sort of this health phase to get ready for a very stressful time. Um, so health phases aren't just meant to like kind of be this buffer between growth and growth. It's also meant to make sure that you're primed and ready for a contest prep. Um, and in that, like, you might think, well, would food go up again or would it go down again? It would really just depend on the person. It really just depends because if you're, if you end up pushing, you know, maybe some anabolics or you're, you're going into a cycle, you might be able to push food a little bit higher, but still lose body fat. You might like it, it's, it's common. Um, or you might not like your coach might see that me, for example, if I were to go into a contest prep, I probably would stay here and add in more cardio because I'm not doing much cardio right now. <laughs> like I'm just bringing food down, getting, getting, uh, my digestion together. Um, I felt like towards the end of my last growth phase, my digestion was starting to get taxed. And that's usually what happens with me. At least like I have a very short window. Um, before I start needing to pull back on food, but in the time that I do grow, it's relatively quick. Um, and so that that's just me personally. So when I start to feel my digestion, start getting a little wonky, I start telling my coach, Hey, like I'm, I'm unable to really like push. I don't think I'll be able to push food for much longer without taking a very serious hit digestion wise. And we don't want it to get to the point where we have to go and fix digestion, right? Like we might as well just pull food down. It's, it, it might just be the difference between bringing stress down for the GI um, and just holding, I guess, you know, holding so that there's less stress there so that all the other areas of your training, nutrition are, are just better. Um, and so that is what your health phase is. Um, and then when you go and you get your lab work, so I just got lab work done. I haven't seen my lab work yet, um, but Usually you want to get your lab work done. If you're coming off of a cycle, maybe like eight weeks after your, um, your initial beginning of the health phase and you're coming off of gear. Um, so I went ahead and I got my lab work. Uh, it's been like, for me, it's been around nine weeks, mm -hmm. 10 weeks. So, um, that's something that you, you don't really want to get like your blood work. In my opinion, there's lots of different opinions about this, but in my opinion, it doesn't make 
much sense to get your lab work when your hormones are all jacked up. Um, you, you already know that when you're, when you're running a cycle, it's going to be much different. So to get your, your lab work done straight after your cycle, I mean, you can just to see where you're at, but I would still run it like afterward, like in a few weeks to see where your levels are at, um, when they're normal or when they're, you know, when you're actually producing endogenous hormones, um, or when you're starting to, then that's really important because then you, you can see what your next moves are, but you're not going to really, all your next moves are after your cycle are just pulling gear down, getting expenditure together, um, and lowering food. So that inflammation comes down. So I feel like some coaches are very like lab work and data happy to where it can be detrimental on the client's progress. And especially their finances, like, like, for example, like some coaches like to see you at your worst and then retest in eight weeks. Well, you know, for some of like, for some like these high level coaches asking that, okay, well, $600 to them is no big deal, but right. that's like you know, $300 every blood work, not on, not to mention what you're paying a coach and then for all your fucking health subs. So it's like your coach should know if they're programming you, especially with anabolics, they should know what those anabolics are going to be doing to your body and what health markers they're liable to fuck up. So that way, when you're doing your PCT, you should be addressing all of those issues, especially let's say if you're running an oral, well, you should have been already doing liver health subs during that cycle and continuing to run them like eight to 12 weeks post cycle, and then get your labs tested to see like, is there any like damage left over? Like you want to make sure that you're also taking that into consideration because like I said, some coaches are so like blood work crazy. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be like, you should be like checking your labs. But if it's at the point where it's like every eight to 12 weeks, you're checking shit. Like, I feel like you're kind of missing the point and you're probably just driving like financial stress on the client's end. I I mean, you're totally correct. And I think that there's a difference between, um, what is the word? Just being proactive about the blood work that you're looking at and just asking for blood work, just to ask for blood work, because you know, your you know, your client will do it. Um, it, at the same time, like if they're not financially there and they can't do that, it's, it's unlikely they're going to be able to keep up with the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but understanding, like, are you actually going to make changes that are any different than what you're doing right now? Um, based on the blood work that you're getting when you're, when your clients like hormone, hormone profile, isn't like mm-hmm. where it needs to be. You're probably just going to be like, yeah, I, I knew it was going to be like that. So we're just going to keep the cardio in that we already started three weeks yeah, ago. It's like, well, what the fuck? it's like, what the, they're going to be like, what? Like, so, so I would do it. Like when you actually know, like, okay, I'm probably going to need to change some, a few things based on this blood work, or maybe things look great. Maybe like they've bounced back. Um, and that, and that's an amazing thing too, but I think asking for too much just because you can, um, it is like, are you actually using, are you actually coaching with it is my question. Um, so that was, we went on a tangent there, but yeah, like, are you actually like coaching? Um, and so that's, that's the point of running blood work is, and doing a health phase is because you're, you're coaching, um, you're coaching through it. And, you know, you want a coach that's going to coach, not just like tell you to do shit and not do anything with it. So. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to understand that like we're giving ranges. We're not saying like after eight weeks, get blood work. We're saying like eight to 10, eight to 12, because I think it's also something to take into consideration. Like, yes, time is going to heal, especially with like the right, like 
post-cycle therapy, but also understanding like, how does the client feel? Like, do they feel good? If, if they feel awesome after eight weeks, maybe run some labs and see like what that looks like. Or if it's 12 weeks post-cycle and they still feel like shit. Okay. Well, you definitely need to make sure you're pulling labs. Right. So also like taking into consideration, like how the person feels is really important too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think we should, you mentioned a few times PCT. Um, and I think it's worth like just mentioning what that is and why we do that. And so PCT is post-cycle therapy. It's basically the, the time where your body is producing its own, it's, it's learning how to produce its own endogenous hormones again, because when you add in, um, anabolics, uh, certain things stop producing on their own, depending on the anabolic. So like, for example, testosterone. So if you have anabolics in more than likely your endogenous testosterone is not going to produce the way that it was prior, um, to, to the cycle. So it, your body needs time to do that. And so that's why we're saying, you know, get your blood work done, maybe eight to 10 weeks after, because during that time is when your body is more than likely beginning to produce or producing very well. Um, so how I did my PCT and I have done my PCT is I take a morpho test. So I take morpho test. I take a serving a day, um, but that's all I need as my post-cycle therapy. Um, others, men um, that might need to do very low dose of like testosterone or something like that, um, that's, that's normal as well. yeah absolutely absolutely and obviously this is like taking into consideration that you should already be using like a pretty like robust health sub line regardless of what phase you're in so like a good multivitamin an omega-3 like morpho prime is like a prime supplement i should have probably i should have probably mentioned that too Um, yeah but i mean like morpho prime is really really good um obviously if you're using food like a gda so whether it's morpho drive or like product um like matador ad um like i know revive has a pretty good glucose gda like stuff like that like for just general health is important as well especially if you're running something like an oral then you definitely want to make sure you're using things like knack and tudka mm-hmm. like those are going to be two really important supplements to make sure that you're supporting the liver and ter- so we can do all the things that it needs to do in, in supporting things like detoxification and stuff like that yeah and those are things that are really just super important i mean all the time that that's that's the thing is that they're important all the time but those this is not the time where you want to skip out on on those supplements um mm-hmm. because you're trying again trying to get your body back to you know, it's state of producing, but then also like making sure that your inflammation is huge. It's coming down and it comes down after your cycle. Um, because you'll notice like initially, well, I noticed initially, like right after you can tell like that your body literally starts, you start losing a little bit of weight, the water, the water comes off, um, because you're retaining a bit from the, from the hormones that you're adding in. Um, and so, it's, it's pretty interesting process. Like it's very sciencey. It's, I think it's more sciencey than people understand or care to understand. Um, and so keeping, making sure that your health is there is critical between any phase. So. Yeah. During like during a cycle or even like post cycle, I think it's really important to understand the role of nutrition as well. Like I know I actually have a buddy where when he is running a cycle, he actually refuses to use protein powder. 
Like he makes it a point to use whole protein sources, his entire cycle. And so I want to draw the importance of nutrition when it comes to like running a cycle and then even post cycle too. And we're not just talking about like, oh yeah, eating your fruits and veggies, but really making sure you're picking quality nutrition sources, making sure that like you are rotating things in and out. Like, you know, I think we're finally coming off the era and I, I might be putting my foot in my mouth, but we're coming off the era of like chicken, broccoli, and rice. Like hopefully, like hopefully that like trend is dead. Um, but like, you know, making sure you are diverse. So like Brit and I are like fucking ham for sardines. Like they're great sources <laughs> of protein, but also fats and omegas. Like that's important yeah. too. So like whole quality protein sources, like during a health phase, like even though calories are coming down, you still want to make sure that you have optimal thyroid conversion, because even in a small deficit as a short duration, like you're still going to be impacting your thyroid output, making sure you're prioritizing things like selenium and zinc and iodine and, you know, your vitamin C and your B vitamins. Like it's important to just not like make your fucking multivitamin do a lot of heavy lifting. Cause even if it's like the cream of the crop, the best multivitamin on the market and you're using a green supplement, you still need to be eating whole food sources and diversifying yeah. them. It was crazy. It's crazy that you say that too. Um, because I was just telling my coach, I was like, yo, like, or he said, he said, well, you're probably going to have some, you know, down regulation of the thyroid just because technically like technically you're dieting, you know? And I was like, it's crazy because I don't even feel like it. Like, I feel so good, like all the time because I'm, I eat well, right? Like I, I, I make it a point to make sure that all of most, if not all of my sources of, of foods are of the highest quality all the time, especially my proteins, especially like my fats and my proteins are very high quality. And he was like, that's exactly how it should be. Like you shouldn't at this point, I mean, like I'm dieting on quote, like what? 18, no, not even 18, like 2000 calories. So like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty substantial, especially someone my size, I'm 4'11". Um, so little girls like us, like when we're dieting, like contest prep diet, diet, like it's easily sometimes down at 1100, a thousand calories when you get, I bet you're you're doing like just protein only days. Yeah, no, no. Yes, absolutely. Like, and, um, and so for me to still, to feel the way that I do, um, I'm still full. Like I still sometimes struggle getting my food in <laughs> like, and it's not that it's not really not that much food, but that's because I make it a point, especially during the health phase, when you're in off season, like growth phase, it's a little bit different because you're getting so much food that like, it's unlikely you're missing. Like if you're doing it correctly, it's unlikely you're missing nutrients that you need, but when you're dieting, it's easy to, um, because you have less food. And so when you're in a health phase or you're dieting, it's more important. And I was just explaining this the other day. It's more important to prioritize your nutrient dense foods, because it's likely that if, especially if your food gets low, it's likely that you're going to miss some things or you're going to, if you're not prioritizing that. So like before you were taking out like, you know, foods with less nutrients, like rice cakes or rice, like, or before you're taking out like your micronutrient dense foods, um, look at the other areas that might be less nutrient dense that you might be taking out or pulling beforehand. Um, you don't want to pull out like your antioxidants before you pull out like simple sugars, right? Like, you know, so make, make that a point. I know you might like the simple sugars, but they're not your priority when you're dieting or when you're in a health phase. So hundred percent, something that I do with myself, but also my clients is I do like 
either weekly or monthly, depending upon like what the client needs or like what I'm doing, where I'll do like little nutrition checks, little nutrition tune-ups. And I don't want to see their fucking my fitness pal. Like, yes, I want to see that. But when I specifically am doing nutrition checks, I have everyone use chronometer and input one full day of eating. That's pretty like close to what they eat on a regular basis. And they'll send me their micronutrient tabs. So I see like all their vitamins and all their minerals. And like I said, I do this with myself too to make sure that like the food sources that I'm selecting cover my bases. And for my clients, it's like, you know, we'll see some pretty unfortunate gaps when it comes to certain vitamins and minerals. And so what I'll do is I'll give them a food list and be like, Hey, these are good sources of food that do tackle, you know, these micronutrient deficiencies that, you know, you might be getting from your diet. And then, you know, I take it a step further and be like, so this is what you can do in terms of like what a, a meal might look like. So it's one thing to be like, Oh, well, this has like, you know, spinach has like iron or whatever in it, but like, okay, well, how do you apply that? Right. Like you can do a spinach salad. You can put spinach in a smoothie. You can like saute it with something like it's making sure they're also knowing how to apply it as well. Cause just giving them a list of food being like, oh, Hey, go eat this. Like, well, how the fuck do they like, you know, apply that information. So that's again, something that I do pretty consistently as well to make sure that like, I'm not using too much protein powder. Not that that's a bad thing, but again, I want to make sure that my protein sources are of the highest, most quality, and then, you know, filling in the gaps were needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, actually. Um, because it's easy for people, especially for people on macro, like they're tracking mm-hmm. macros only. Um, honestly, a lot of my clients, they all ask for meal plans. And generally, like, I just allow them to switch as they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of them stay on when I ask them, like, have you, were you on your meal plan most of this week? Or were you tracking all, honestly, most of them just say they were on the meal plan. So I'm just like, cool. But like, when it comes to those that are tracking, like that's super, that's super helpful because especially for people that aren't that knowledgeable, um, of what, what is like, why am I so tired all day? Yep. And you look at their, their profile and they're like, oh, you don't have that much iron in, yep. uh, you know? So it's like, you know, you might want to have some iron. Um, and so, stuff like that is really important. I mean, your, your coach should know like what, what about you like to eat. Um, and so that they can potentially fill in gaps as needed. Um, but that is also a point on the client to like, be able to communicate things, um, so that they, they, they are making sure that you're looking at stuff as well. So hundred percent, hundred percent. And really just one last thing to touch that I feel like we probably drive home on every episode is managing your stress and making sure you're still sleeping. Like those are some things that like you have to just keep up on a regular basis and like, not even like obviously think about it, but like, it should be so much a part of your routine, a part of your day where it's just like secondhand nature. Like you don't, you shouldn't have to think about it. So -hmm. it's just important to like, understand that like the, the managing your stress and doing things like for your body, for recovery, whether it's like getting body work done or also like making sure you're getting quality, like sleep as well. Like those are also things that are important, especially in a health phase, because if you want to correct markers and repair and heal and continue to grow sleep and rest is going to be where all of those, you know, beautiful, magical things are happening. Yeah. And also like, I also want to drive this as well. Um, not one phase is, is more important than the other. Cause I, so as far as adherence goes, so I know it's kind of like, oh, well, the off season is the off season and it's okay. Like if I like, you know, for most of my days, I, I kind of fuck up here and there cause it's the off season 
Or I mean, with my health phase, I'm just maintaining anyway. So I'm not really trying to do anything. So it's fine if I fuck up. Or like if you're dieting, it's you don't want to be in the mindset of like, oh, well, if I fuck up here and there, I could just do extra cardio. Like there is no like one phase that's more important than the other as far as adherence goes. Um, and I think that sometimes people can get it in their head that depending on the phase is where you should be more adherence than the other. Um, ma- mainly like contest prep being the one that's like, we cannot fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um but it's really like understanding why you're doing certain phases. And like, if you want to grow, for example, you better be on your fucking protocol. Like if you want to look different when you're in contest prep, you need to be on your protocol when you're in the off season and you're in your health phases. And if you want to like have be, have better health, then you better fucking do your deficits correctly and your growth correctly. Like, so it doesn't really like matter which way you put it, like all of them are really important. Um, And so just because the phases are different doesn't mean as far as adherence should be any different as well. Um, And so I wanted to say that too, because I, I think sometimes I hear this from people like, oh, it's your off season. It's all good. Oh, you're just maintaining. It's all good. Like, no, like there's a reason why. And so that's why the people that are of like the higher levels. That's why they do, this is what they do. They do it year round. Um, and so you kind of have to get into that mindset if that's some, if this is something that you want for the long term. So. Yeah. I think if you have that hierarchical mindset where it's like, oh, this phase is more important or this phase, or if you're the person that like, well, protein's the most important macronutrient, like you are missing mm-hmm. the point. It's yeah. not like, it's the same thing, you know, with like certain diets or like the calories in versus calories out versus hormones crowd. It's like, you're missing the point. If you're in one camp or the other, like there is a spectrum, right? Like it's not like, you know, for example, I had a conversation with a a client who's like was vegan, but now she like is realizing how detrimental it is to her health and is trying to add in some animal products, but she's having a really hard time with it. And it's like, there's a spectrum between being vegan and fucking worshiping slaughterhouses. Like there is a, a, a middle ground. Like you can still appreciate knowing that like an animal gave its life so you can like live yours. And then when you die, like obviously your body is going to decay and like it will go into the soil and it will become grass or like whatever. Like there's a fucking circle of life, like Simba motherfucker. Like there is like that circle of life. So like don't have that black and white mentality. Like health phases are just as important as growth phases, which are just as important contest prep. The difference is, is what season of life you are in. That's the only difference. It's not a level of importance. It shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a different effort level that should be constant. It's just merely what season, what phase are you in? Right. I mean, like off, I don't know if this is off topic or not, but I heard John Meadows say that he, he, when he buys his meats, he goes to a farmer so he can see, he can like see the food, like he can see it, make sure that they're being treated right. And he'll buy from that farmer who treats the, their, their livestock correctly, the way he feels that they're supposed to be um, treated before they pass on and and they're eaten. Um, And so that's a good, that that's a good analogy for me. Um, as far as like my own feelings about like how I do things in bodybuilding. Um, and so that is, I guess that's a good spot to leave right there. Yeah. yeah 100%. yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I think that was valuable. I feel valued. <laughs> I feel valued. <laughs> no, it's nice doing this today. Um, I have, it's been a minute for me. It's been like three weeks. So 
so I'm very happy um, that we're back to it and For back sure. in the swing of things. Um, but do you we like will... my setup? Like, do you notice that like, my, no, my... I can totally tell like, it's like a wide, like I have, I bought, I was able to uh, invest in a MacBook for um, the yeah. people just like listening. So it's like, you know, it, they have that wide angle lens where it's like, mm-hmm. usually when I was recording with Brittany, it would be like up my fucking nose holes. And she yes, could, like, no, it was there. like, it was so it was, like <laughs> up in my business, but now it's like, like I have windows and shit. You can see my yeah. cat. Like, it's like, I actually, yeah. ha- I don't live in a shack. She looks like so official now. <laughs> Dude, I have a fucking I'm going to have to get my life together. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. But thank you guys so much for bearing with us and listening to this episode. We really do love and appreciate you guys. And we do actually have a uh, topic for next week from a listener. So if you guys want us to cover topics, like DM Brittany and I, because it's so cool to one, know that you guys are like real and talk to us and listen to the show. But then also like, if you have a question or a topic idea, like send them our way. Like, I think that's great feedback because we want to talk on things that you guys are think are important. Even if it's like controversial, it doesn't always have to be about like health and fitness, even if it's something that has to do with like what's happening in the world. Cause I think that's important to acknowledge too. Like we are, we're here for it. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was, it was nice to get a little referral because it takes some of the work off of us too, of having to like think of topics. So it's, it's not, it's better. I think it's better for us to give what, what you're looking for and what you want to hear, um, than for us to try and like, guess. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.